Welcome to episode 63 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan, Cameron Strachan, and myself, Chris Richardson. Welcome to the show, lads. You're not you're not new faces, but you are here. You're the paternity cover for Mr. Greg, who is currently away with his newborn baby. So we're going to open the show with a congratulations, Kyle and Debbie. Welcome to the world, Logan. We're uh, we look forward to Kyle next week, giving the full story. I'm sure it will be a story of the of the arrival. Lads, how are you doing? Fine, thank you. Very well, and congrats to Kyle. Yes, Lamar. congrats, yeah. Kyle, Debbie. Uh, and Logan. So we're gonna. We've got these two guys are on this week. We've had them on before. They're good to get back on. Particularly this week, we've got Cameron off the back of an impressive DNF at the <laughs> Highgate Night the Ten KPBs after we talked him up last week. And Chris, who is racing with me this weekend, having uh, at the five k with uh, with the Larry Grew still on his legs. Hopefully that's shaken out. Um, so we'll start with you, Cameron. Tell us about Highgate. What happened, mate? Uh, I don't know. Bottled it. Obviously. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was not great for me. I uh, just, well, I don't know, I just wasn't really feeling very good from a couple of laps in, and yeah, decided with a, I don't know, about three k to go just to just to can it mm-hmm. rather than uh, struggling on. But hey, oh well. So tell us about the Highgate Night of the Ten KPBs for listeners who may not be completely up to speed with what it is. All right, well, um, it's just basically a an afternoon stroke evening of. 10,000 metre track racing um, I think maybe nine races in total starting at about two o'clock going all the way through till half past nine at night um, with the the, the A, A races for the men and women also doubling up as the European 10,000 metres cup um, yeah uh, you know I mean it's a it's a great event it's um, I'm sure I would have enjoyed it much more <laughs> had it been <laughs> such a disaster but, <laughs> with um, beer as well yeah 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 beer crucial. and food and, yeah. and what, so what was it like running it I mean because no, we watched it, it was like, absolutely horrific who do you think it was like running it well I mean yeah, but <laughs> it's you've got spectators in lane three you're yeah, only running lane one and two I mean yeah, that must be yeah, unlike yeah. any track experience you've had yeah yeah so they kind of um it's funny because obviously there's quite a lot of people in each heat so you've got some people excuse me you've got some people starting at the start and then you've got some people a little bit around the corner so like for the first lap or two you've actually had you have you have almost every lane in the track because there's you know people are spread out but then and i only really noticed this when i was watching some of the later heats once a couple of laps have been done the marshals around the side move all the barriers Ah, in and you can like move further into the track so yeah yeah, basically after a couple of laps it's down to like three lanes to four lanes maybe which is all you need and then back straights are like bars Uh, sorry the straights both straights are bars then does it Um, feel quite tight do you feel like the Tour de France where they're all no it's uh, not really I mean it might have been a bit I was my race was early in the day I mean it might have been Maybe by the by the European Cup race at half past nine, once everyone's kind of you know a few beers in, <laughs> might have been a different story. But even like the whole place, not just the straights, like the whole place was mobbed. You know, there was plenty of spectators around the um, you know around around the whole place. Really, um, I'm pretty sure there was a couple of people that I heard shouting for me. I don't know who it was. There was but, it um, looked to be pretty well supported. Yeah. And did yeah, you see one yeah. of the principal sponsors was Runderwear? Did you see the guy on the bell? 
So instead of a bell, they had a guy the gong. A, the gong. It was a big gong, and this big lad in a pair of just underwear pants, just on the last belt, they go bong, which I thought was going to I never, I just underwear. I never, I never, I never, I never uh, made it to the last lap. So. Oh, of course, you never got that. Yeah, never got the gong, oh, unfortunately. Hard to wear. Yeah, um, um, it looks like I mean it's one I would, we we said it last week. I would love to do it, but you so you got to qualify though. It's a sub thirty two minute for a man. Well, is that right? Mm, no, not technically. Basically, the way they do it is they have um, obviously they have X amount of spaces that they can actually accommodate. You know, X amount of entry places if you like, and they open the entry up. You know, the the you maybe the first week of the entry being open, you can only enter if you've ran sub twenty nine, for example, and then. Sub thirty, ah, okay. then sub thirty one, then sub thirty two, and ah, by the time okay. you're by the time you're getting to, you know, then then it fills up basically, you know. Ah, so it's not actually a. I don't think there's an actual entry cutoff point. It's more number of people. But it's more like it fills up before it gets to right, to the forty-five minute yeah, runners, yeah. basically, yeah. Um, um, so I there think, was, I think, uh, that was the first time I've ever been there. Uh, but I will have def one hundred percent have to go back. Of course you do. I can't have that. <laughs> being, uh, being my only attempt at the uh, at the uh, at the night of the ten k PBs or the night of yeah, well meant to be the night of the ten k PBs. So you but, had, yeah, I don't know. I wish I knew what happened. That's the annoying. Thing. Yeah. Well, you had a bit of a shocker. So what is next for you? Uh, well, I mean, I have a couple of um, local races coming up actually over the next couple of weeks, which I'm sure we'll touch on later on. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the next kind of you know target race, if you like, will be. Um, Sterling 10k Scottish Champions. Nice. Okay. But that's you know that's still like two months away. Yeah. So I need to maybe try and do something. Jesus, only two months till September. Yeah, that's yeah, scary. Yeah. I know. Um, so yeah, hopefully. Um, you know, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think it's just a. I think it's a I, down, bad day on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. It just didn't feel, didn't feel. Didn't feel right from. Like I felt okay for like I don't know two laps and then so mm. it was just really hard and I wasn't mm. even like I could have accepted it if I'd went out you know really hard and blew up but like mm. I, I didn't even do that I went out. You know, I went out slower than I've run in the past, so I don't know, really know what's happened mm. there. But um, anyway, yeah, whatever. Bad day. We should probably speak about people who have actually done okay at the event rather than me. So, so well, I was going to, I was going to yeah. keep to the results section, but actually, I think we might as well just jump on it now. Um, it looked, I mean, so there's one, two, what, six men's heats and yeah, three women, three yeah. women, so and, races, yeah. and a Strava media mile. So what yeah. we'll do is we'll focus on the Scottish performances in it. So if we start in the F heat. Which was the the first immense heat? There was our only representative was Neil Reno. Yeah, uh, Edinburgh AC. So Thirty-one fifty-two. That's. Yeah. I think uh, he was quite well up in that in that heat though. He was. Yeah, yeah he was I fifth. I, yeah, I was kind of warming up when that was going on, but I was vaguely aware of it. Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't. I actually don't know what Neil's uh, PB is, but that's yeah, a I solid think, run from. I think. I he's, think it's a little quicker than that. But yeah. I think. Um, well, I'm probably quite quite a bit quicker than that, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. I do like that they've got little flags for all of the clubs. I know, that's, that's very cool. Did you know Metro had a flag? No, I do know. Just go to the DNF section of, uh, <laughs> of, of Race E. Well, and, I did, uh, was, and you'll see the, you'll see the Metro flag. Well, as Chris pointed out earlier in the week, what was, hilarious, what was good is it had the flag, but also Metab. Is yeah. the, apparently how yeah, you abbreviate Metro Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah. Fair play getting Metro Aberdeen at a race like that. What's that? Season's best for Neil. Season's best for Neil, yeah. 30, what's he ran before? Oh, His yeah, PB's okay. 30, 46. Is, what's which, his is, which is to be what's fair, his 10 pe- years old though what's his PB on the road his PB on the road is uh, yeah, 30 or 4 but 30 or 4 that is again 10 years old <laughs> the thing is you've got to remember a season's best in a race like this when so few people are running 10,000 metres on the track 
most people are going to get a season's best. Yeah, yeah. You've got a season's best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a vet now, then? Uh, he's a V35. We yeah. don't like calling no, him no, V35's no. vets on the show. Okay. Um, Frankly so. Right. Yes, exactly. So so with Neil in, in that heat, uh, and then into the set, the next heat was your heat. Yeah, yeah, my heat. So we had, um, well, we only had two Scottish guys start, and thankfully Colin Riley of Campus Lang finished. So uh, big yeah, kudos to him. Kudos to him. Big kudos to him. Thirty-two twenty-seven, I think he was. Um, and what's that for a call? Is that a, a strong one? Again, pass. Sorry, I'm I'm woefully underprepared. I'm, I'm trying my best not to think about it. The only call I can case. find on Power Ten is is an under fifteen from Tim yeah. Slothian. Was so it wasn't him? So I don't think that was. Him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether it should be done or not. To be honest, and that me. that heat was funny. Is that heat was one in thirty fifty, which. It's a shame because you would you would expect to, you would run that you should run that on a road tomorrow you know so it's, you have you have so that's why it's a wee bit of a it's a funny one yeah. I don't actually recognise any other names in there no neither do I I mean there was a there's quite a few, um, there was quite a lot of like there was a few like Finnish guys and Swedish guys and all that um, so I don't know came over but yeah I didn't I didn't recognise that in fact there was a guy there was a guy I think that I maybe recognise a Northern Irish guy Declan Reed who I might have raced okay. before but um, I, I'm not sure. Colin Riley, that is not that is a PB for him actually, and his road PB is thirty two or six. Oh well, there you so go. Uh, yeah, so well done, Colin. That's solid. Yeah, that's uh, that is good. Um, so Twelve DNFs in that heat, so <laughs> something in the air. <laughs> yeah. or maybe once, once you dropped out, everyone decided. I, I don't think I was first. We are no, no. There was, what are you ordered by then? No, I, I don't think it's ordered by anything in particular. I, I think um, I think there was definitely people crawling about the track. It looks I like you. You beat Felix McGrath, wasn't he the Fulham manager? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty good names in there. Clay's Bengston, Simon Goldsworthy, Neil, Neil Spets. Yeah. yeah. It's a, a so who, who's who of uh, not finishing? Yeah. But do you know what? Looking at the results, so we're only looking at the second heat, right? And there are 29 guys all under, okay, 32, 34. But it just shows that the beauty of this event is the, is the strength and depth. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you wouldn't get, we talk about, you know, I was banging the drum about uh, good, Brian Goodwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, you look at this, pales, it pales into yeah, insignificance yeah. compared to the, the runners on here. Um, right, so then we then, we're still on the men's races. Uh, third heat with for the men. D race, yeah. D race, any Scots in there? Yeah, um, Sean Fontana won it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's probably in my opinion anyway that's probably Scottish male run of the day um, I think 30.02 um, which isn't I don't think a PB I think he has run a bit quicker on the track but I, I mean yeah, I don't, I don't he's run 29.16 yeah, on the track a couple of years ago 2015 I mean, yeah I don't know Sean well I mean I'll, I'll, I'll be honest I've obviously met him a few times but um, yeah I think probably run of the day for me I think he has been struggling a bit in recent months with um, with injury and stuff um, and you know maybe he hasn't been. I don't think he's run all that much this year. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think that's a pretty pretty good uh, pretty good run as, as far that as I'm concerned. Do you know what's interesting? I've got Sean's uh, power ten up here. The you his five thousand split counts as a time. Yeah, that's as quite as cool. As a, they they uh, log that. Okay. okay, I've not even checked my power ten. So what was so, it? Yeah, fifteen flat. flat. Yeah. Uh, do you if you DNF, are you allowed to claim it? You probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Not, yeah. Well, maybe. Um, that is a good run from Sean. So pretty much even splits in two seconds. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he, uh, he took off. It was him and another guy who came second. What's the guy's name? Garrett Jortsman. Yeah, yeah. They were um, together at the, at the bell or at the gong. Um, and the yeah, gong. Sean just took off in the last lap. In pretty, Gear, pretty impressive turn of speed. Garrett Jortsman is unattached and runs 
And then there was quite a few Scots in this race actually. This was like the the Scottish race on the men's side anyway. Okay. There was a lot of Scottish guys in it. Um, well, Scottish guys and guys that we recognise because they run for Scottish clubs. Yeah. Um, James Hode, not Scottish, but does wasn't running for Aberdeen, but does run. Yeah. For Aberdeen. I also he was in the Thames. Thames Hares and Hounds or something okay, like that. Right. Um, I think he ran a PB. 30, 30 35. 35. Yeah, it is a PB. I'm almost certain. Um, yeah, you can you can look that up. Jack Leach, who again wasn't running for a Scottish club, but he does run for Edinburgh Uni Hare and Hounds. And he has run pretty quick on the road this year. Um, and he ran 30.53. Dougie Selman, Kostorfin, 31.15. Um, Michael Deason, who is uh, Shettleston, 31.24. And Will Mackay, who again was running for his English club, but does yeah. run for Aberdeen. Bedford. Yeah, he was uh, 31.41. Um, and then there was yeah there was yeah there was a lot Scottish DNF Fraser Stewart DNF yeah Fraser Stewart to be fair was going well and got tripped up and I think oh. went head first through a barrier oh shit okay. um, yeah I, was, I spoke that, to him, I spoke to him briefly at the end um, I thought he'd kind of just stopped like um, like a few of the rest of us Ali Hay DNF as well uh, yeah so yeah. did this race go out quite hot because it seems like no well the pacer was um, I think the pacer was just sub thirty. So um, we can see the splits here, and so. then the, I think the the so the, nobody stayed on pace then. Not well, quite. No, no. Actually, Sean Fontana did because Sean Fontana splits yeah. his first two hundred was thirty five. I read through Sean's two hundreds: thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven, thirty six, thirty six, thirty five, thirty six, thirty five, thirty six, thirty five, thirty five, thirty six, thirty five, thirty five, thirty five, thirty six, thirty five. You get the gist all the way through, and even yeah. when he gets to then his nine k thirty six nine two thirty six thirty six thirty six thirty two for his last two hundred. Yeah, no, his last two hundred would have been. Uh, quick he was going so fast it wasn't even. Picked well, up. I think they must because you just get his, his actual time. Yeah, his yeah, actual yeah. time. Yeah, I so. did, yeah, yeah. Um, um, what I'm getting to is Sean looks like he's he's, he's pacing judging, really well. Yeah, he's As Chris said, he split yeah. even. But that means everyone else there tried to go out with that. Yeah. Yeah, but Sean wasn't Sean wasn't leading the race the whole way through. Okay. Sean was, if anything, was was sitting a few back. So I think people have potentially went out faster and, and yeah. struggled. Because there's a lot of casualties. So again, there's even more DNFs than in your race. So they must have seen you do it, think, if Cameron can do it, so can I. So at 5k, for example, Sean was, uh, okay, Sean was not leading, so... No, he was, he was, was not, one, he was maybe... Two, three, four... Yeah, even some of the DNF guys were in front of him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was. You can he actually was... see when people DNF, which is quite funny because you can see when their split stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the data here is great. Yeah, I've not actually looked at it in that much detail. And as I say, I mean, I don't know why I agreed to come on here tonight <laughs> because it's just uh, you know inevitable that we was going to be speaking about it. But anyway, yeah, you stitched me up because I sat here and said you were going to go sub thirty last week. Yeah, but as I told that you, I stitched you up. As I told you, you sti- <laughs> I listened to that on the plane home from the race. And I would, yeah, so you know, this is free therapy. People pay <laughs> yeah. 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 to yeah. sit here and be told, constantly reminded yeah. about their DNF. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so men see. Women see. No, women see. Sorry, women see. Any women? Any Scottish women in there? Yes, there was. There was Chris. Take take over these these four people here. So we had uh, Sarah Potter. She was eighth in thirty-five thirteen. Is she VP? City, City Glasgow. Yeah. City yep. Glasgow. Uh, Avril uh, Mason was 14th 35.50 Shettleston I think Um, we had Amy Franklin 26th in 37.42 and Ruth Joss Uh, what time is she I don't know Shettleston 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 again 
Yeah. And this is just people who had Scottish clubs. That's basically how I, yeah, I did yeah. it. I mean, they all look to be have uh, Scottish clubs in there. I think, yeah. yeah, I mean, Sarah Potter, we've seen, she's Beth Potter's sister, isn't she? She's yeah. had a 35 13 is a good run from her. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's good. And actually, I'm, I'm quite impressed with Avril Mason as well, because Avril, we saw her, she was bronze medalist at the Scottish 10 miler. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, Avril's had a, Avril, she's a, as I say, I think she's a vet, so that's a, a good to mix it in there. Moving on to the men's C, which is race five. Scott's in there. Microsoft, well, Microsoft running for Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty good run, I think. 38, 30 yeah. Away, that's yeah. Me as a I think good that's pretty him. good. Um, again, not a PB, I don't think. I think he has went sub 30. Um, either maybe last year at Highgate, possibly, or, or the year before at Highgate. But, um, but yeah, still a pretty good run, I would say. Um, and Ryan Thompson, Canvas Lang, was also in that race. He ran 31.15. Um, yeah. So just the... Just well, well I think there's possibly a few more DNFs, actually, but I'm not 100% sure. Guy was at uni with Ben Cole. He, I'm sure he hasn't listened, but good run from Ben Cole. He's Tunbridge these days, 30.12. 30.12. Um, yeah. This is getting to the thing where I've started to hear of the Maiden Northern Rock Scottish... Uh, Luke, Luke Caldwell, yeah, DNF, you say? Yeah, I think... Jimmy yeah. Crow, yeah, DNF. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all right, we're going to come back to DNFs. I see Scott Overall was a DNF as well. Yeah, I think he was a pacer. Uh, right, no, okay. he wasn't. No, the pacer, so. but it says that Richard Goodman's the pacer. But I've got a funny feeling they maybe had two. Right. Okay. Um, well, I'm not sure, but I, I think I think that's what happened. What's that timeline for Ryan Thompson? No, uh, yeah, um, he's ran a minute quicker than that on the track this year. Has he? Okay. Um, but I think to be fair to Ryan, I think um, I mean, well, I didn't speak to him, but I think he went out hard. I think he was obviously in quite a fast race there. I so I, mean, I yeah, think he thirty nineteen at Crown Point. Yeah, yeah, I think he went out hard for five k and then and then maybe faded a bit. But um, you know, fair play. Yeah, and fourteen thirty three armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decent. Um, very good. We're continuing on. This moving. We're gonna skip the Strava media mile. There was yeah. Scottish uh, club members in there. Was see. there? Who? There was uh, Laura Murray of Bellahousen. She was second last. <laughs> But Chris made a fair point earlier. The Strava Media Mile. We need to get TRS in there next year. Yeah, yeah. What did uh, go, go, what did uh, Ross Murray run? Four twenty-three. Yeah, he's, he's nipping on. Right enough. So moving on to the the women's B race, which is next up. I don't see any Scottish representation in there. Yeah, well, there is Scottish interest, maybe not Scottish representation. Fenula Ross was running for Ireland. True. Yeah. It was the European Cup B race. So the men's men's and women's B races were also the European Cup B races. Okay. I think it was What's done, the point in that? I think it was done by country. I think you're either an A or a B country. Because mm. we had... Uh, Ireland and Hungary, yeah, because Fanny Greco Fanny well. Greco, yeah, was running. So Fanula Ross, 34-25, and Fanny like, Greco, 35-37. I would expect Fanula to be quicker than that. Yeah. I'm I saw her on the coverage, you know, she... Yeah, I would have, I would have thought she'd be quite I think she that. may have run faster than that on the road, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. she might have run sub 34, actually. I think so, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, what women's B. Um, yeah, I mean, if I look at, I've got, uh, you look at Fanola's splits here, she went through, um, she went through 5k. This is incredible. You can actually see people's races. Really, I'm really loving this, this chat. Uh, 1650 through 5k. So, yeah, actually, pretty, it's relatively even, actually, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! There's a replay. A little bit. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Have you tried that? If you go into replay, oh, that's incredible. It oh, goes through each two hundred meters and shows yeah, the yeah. position. Oh, that is very cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm 
prefer we don't look at this. Yeah, uh, have you got, got Cambridge <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't right, so there's not much on there. On the back, we're onto the so men's B race. British interest in there, Scottish interest in there? None at all. None at all. Think, yeah. Okay, we're going to skip it then. And <laughs> this is interesting, very interesting for the Scottish race. So, listeners hanging on for through that dull chat, Cameron's <laughs> DNF to an actually interesting race. So, this was stacked from a woman's perspective from Scotland. Yeah. Chris, did somebody want to speak about it? Uh, yeah, well, it was a Scot that absolutely smashed it. Well, two Scots really had smashed it here. Uh, so, we had Steph Twell. Uh, she was running for, is it Aldershot? Fine yeah. in the uh, But uh, she's also a Kilbarkin uh, member. Uh, she won the race, 31.08.13, uh, which is a pretty a pretty good re- result, especially given yeah. that she was racing against lots of people that were in GB vests, and she wasn't. I don't know why, perhaps she was a late entry, but uh, a really strong result from her. And then Aleph McColgan was uh, two places behind in third uh, I think that um, that's number two and three on the Scottish all time on Power of Ten. Mm. Oh, okay. It's the thirty-one sixteen for Irish. Uh, yeah, thirty-one yeah. sixteen. Yeah. yeah. And that's I mean that's PVs for both of them. So yeah. as you, you know, which is which is great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there is so further down as well. There's more Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there we have uh, Sarah Inglis uh, in seventeenth in thirty-two fifty-two, and uh, Manny McLennan in twentieth. In thirty-two fifty-eight, which is technically a PB for Mary, I think on the track anyway. Uh, okay. I think I think her and Steph, Sarah both have got maybe one fast on the road, but um, range rough maybe. Yeah, and actually another Scot that no one talks. I don't know if she's Scottish or not. No one talks about, it, but she's. I think she's Scottish actually. Steph Davis, thirty-three oh seven. Steph Davis who smashed the London Marathon on the year when she won two thirty-two off the massive start. Yeah, so I th- yeah. I'm sure she's, she's running for running for CC. She was, she was at Clapham Chaser. She was at uh, uni three or four years below me. Um, uh, so she was in by uni here and I was, I'm sure she's I'm sure she's Scottish. So no, I I must be talking rubbish about the A and the B race being separated by country because there's Irish people in the A race here. Uh, right. So I have no idea what, <laughs> what the situation is with the A race and the B race. I pass. I don't know. Do you know what was impressive about Steph's run was she went out. She sat with Irish for a long time and then she hauled back that Sal Petter really well and then Clo- I sat with her for I don't know from, from a couple of Salpeter yeah that, she went and then pushed on well Lona Salpeter went she's the one that went out just quicker than the pacer just yes. ran ahead of the pacer yeah I suppose this is the one race at this night where it's actual racing rather than time trialling for a PB true yeah so that makes it perhaps more impressive that they're still able to, to get such great time what's interesting with Steph is so I, I read that Steph is doing the Berlin Marathon this year so she's obviously you know and we know she ran really well at Valencia last year she's obviously in marathon sort of more I know she's run a few 10ks and 10 milers but you've got to imagine she's starting to think about she's in volume and uh, yeah really good I, I can't wait to see what she runs in Berlin it'll be seriously good has she run a marathon yeah, she has hasn't she she's about she run Valencia 230 uh, something she was a, a, a fraction quicker than me. Uh, not quicker than you, though, Chris. Yeah, not, not quicker than, not that, quicker that than can you. be her target. Like, <laughs> her, her eagle. Well, her eagle, I mean, her, I'm sure eagle will be uh, beat you, of course, and beagle surely will be the Olympic standard 229.30, I think it is. Yeah. Which is sharp for a woman. Yeah. That may be her beagle. Her eagle will be to, be, to beat me. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, of course. I'm sure she'll listen. We are hoping to get Steph on here, actually. So. She only means an eagle. If she beats you, she's got the Olympic standard, so we're working on Right, anyway, brilliant from, absolutely brilliant from Steph. You yeah. reckon it was because she was a late cop she wasn't in a GB vest? 
That's my surely it must be. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Must be. Um, that is actually number number one and number two this year uh, in the UK rankings for ten thousand meters. Are now Scots oh. from that. I know that Steph's road PB is thirty one fifty five. That's a that's a big jump. You would think she would go quicker. Thirty one fifty five. Yeah. Eilish is around about that. Yeah. Road wise as well. That's so, a good one um, from Eilish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, on to the men then. So we had a couple of Scots in the men's areas, didn't we? Uh, one, anyway. Adam Craig ran. Adam Craig. Yeah, um, Chris Jones would count as a, a Scot. Yeah, of course, yeah, sorry. So they were both, they were quite close, those two. Yeah, sorry, go bring up the results. Bring up the results. So Chris Jones, 29-10. Um, I mean, 30th in the race. It just shows the stand of that race. Yeah. Uh, and Adam Craig in 29-35, which is not as quick as you might expect Adam to run. Or yeah, or Chris. Or, I think or Chris, yeah. Both. And Chris had injury issues, I guess. So but even Chris's five k on the Scottish champs, you'd expect him to go quicker than 29 to 10 yeah, and ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, so Adam Craig, great run from Adam. And sadly, for Adam was last in the heat, although he didn't drop out. So kudos to him for that. Yeah. I know it's Adam. <laughs> so Adam and Sean Fontana are both Inverclyde athletes. They're both in Inverclyde vests, but they're both listed with this invincible club logo. What's that? No, you say that's not in Clyde? Ah, But it is right. a good logo. It looks like a unicorn. It, is, it looks like a unicorn. Okay. That's a zebra, isn't it? I'm being a moron. Yeah. Oh, of course it's a zebra. <laughs> yeah, that's... No, but I'm not sure that Adam will be happy with that. That's slower than he's running a road. Okay, that's I think cool. he's in a lot better shape than that. I think he's... Uh, I well, think just, but then Adam looks to have just come off uh, training at Altitude from his Instagram. Adam has a very good Instagram account. I wonder, some people from what you hear just come off altitude and don't race well straight away. So yeah, yeah, there yeah, may yeah, be an aspect sure. of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, anyway, good to see him representing. So anyway, the one thing I want to touch on then, results-wise, that's excellent. One thing I want to touch on about the night of 10 KPBs is the pace lighting. Wave light. Wave light. Yeah. So tell us about wave light. Yeah. So it's basically, um, you know the inside rail on the inside of lane one that just runs you know the white barrier that separates the track from yeah. the infield it's basically just little spotlights that just run round the track and obviously they're set to go at whatever time you want to set them to go at mm-hmm. so in the various races there was obviously there was a human pacer who would go to 5k yeah. but then the wave lights would continue all the way at the end okay, so yeah. in every race you would have two sets of wave lights you'd have a, a green set of wave lights going at whatever pace and then you'd have a red set of wave wave lights going about thirty seconds slower. Did they shine out of the inside, or do they shine onto the inside? From? No, they they they're on the rail. Okay. So like um, it's they're like actually on the rail. So, so will they be a permanent fixture at that track now? No, I think uh, it's probably laid. But it is like it's like. like but what's interesting? It's not one dot. It's a it's like it's a, a line. Of dots. Yeah, it's but, a five dots. So where, line, yeah. Right? So and there was a guy. I can't remember which which British guy it was, and he was hanging on the back of the dots. I'm thinking, is he on pace or is he like two strides oh, off pace? Oh, because the back of the yeah. dots. Yeah. Okay. You probably need to be at the front of the dots or in the middle of the dots, but you know, it's maybe only a couple of meters. Yeah. yeah, yeah right, if yeah. you're behind the pacer, is the pacer the pace? Yeah. And if you're behind him, you're. Yeah, exactly. It's the same. I thought it was a really good idea when I heard about it before I went down to the so race. I, it, it looked was, cool as well. On the yeah, but it was, I, yeah, I mean, but that's just because I ran poorly. The problem for the, the with the wave lights with me was the fact that the second set of wave lights caught me and then immediately disappeared yeah. into the distance. I've heard people um, say the same things. In, yeah, uh, but I think on the other hand, if you were running well and you were you know, you were feeling good yeah. and you were keeping up with the lights, obviously I would imagine that would uh, give you a bit of a boost. But yeah, um, not a, personally not a very good experience, but um, 
of them. But yeah, I think I think probably a, a good idea on the whole. Some I saw some chat about how these shouldn't be. It's not legal because it's you're not allowed pacing. You're not allowed external help, and people are saying. Okay, so you're I not mean, allowed to wear a watch. I've seen. Yeah, fair point. What's the difference between that and wearing a watch? Not very watch, much. Not very much. If you, yeah, especially watches these days, which can tell you how ahead or far ahead or behind you are. Well, you just look at your watch every two hundred meters, and you're yeah. pacing yourself. True. Yeah, true. I've, I'm trying to find the the article that was kicking off about it. I, I'll be honest. I don't have uh, I don't have an issue with it, but it's it's a get it's an it's an it's an example of technology coming in, which is it's cool. I also think it makes it really interesting because in the for the viewer, because in the women's race, I was able to see. What the, pace uh, they're at? Yeah, exactly, and I could see is because I think the women's in the women's A, it was on uh, world championship standard time, yeah, so you could see yeah, that they're yeah. on it, and then in the men's race, you could see no one went at that pace, yeah. which was quite yeah. interesting. See, that's that's interesting, but it does potentially take away from the racing if you had that at every at every race, it makes everything about time trialing, makes everything about yeah, time rather yeah. than. But I can see obviously that this particular event is all about yeah. people running PBs. So I can see why they've done it there. Yeah. Um, and they're obviously trying to attract, you know, a certain yeah. standard so, of So would, would you like to see it at the Diamond League? I think it will come into the Diamond League. I think there's talk about that. I think that's... The I only thing is, does it not... But I think something that takes away from racing... You made a good point, Chris, about uh, the eight, those two World Cup races are the only ones that are true races. And Steph, okay, she may have paced it, but that was a race to watch. Yeah. If you've just got people like, you know, there's a big argument against the sort of world marathon majors these days are becoming a procession just to run. Yeah, a, that, that's true. Everything set up but for then a time. You see the men's, the men's area, they didn't go with it, they just raced. No, true. So you don't have to go with it just because it's there. Yeah. So I suppose you could, if you go into a Diamond League meet, you could have the meet record, uh, the Olympic standard, the world record, for example. Yeah. It would definitely help for like world record attempts. You would think yeah. when you've got you when you well because you, you can't, can't get, get a human to go way. that way yeah no exactly but then should but is there not something beautiful about a uh, a world record where the last five k you're on your own or the last two three k whatever it is that you know it's just you going full I guess you would still be going full beans anyway but yeah maybe. and also not really knowing but just, yeah. yeah yeah you but, could turn it off after a seven k yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it must just be a button yeah exactly but yeah I don't know I don't know. Interesting. Anyway, um, a race that is really good. I think it's a great fixture to the calendar. I love how it gets so many fast runners. It's the type of thing that the Glasgow's got a ninety ten kpbs, haven't they? Yeah, crown point. Crown it's point. Yeah. Chance. So they've, they've. So, I guess they're getting there. They're following the same format. But yeah. it just shows if you make something cool, interesting. There's a beer tent, streaming online. Great a cu- results. A couple of beer tents. A ridiculous amount of food vendors. If that's what is that what you DNF because you had all the rustlers. <laughs> Well, you couldn't wait for a rustlers. <laughs> I didn't have rustlers. That was a Sixty problem. seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a microwave in my room. Um, so anyway, three takeaways from from it. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, great event. Right. Um, I don't know. Don't don't run on my track again. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah, and um, I don't know. The pass. I'm not sure. Okay. Oh, not two, sure. two. We so, can take two for now. Yeah. Brilliant. Right. Well, that's a, I think that's a good way to wrap up the the Highgate yeah, the Highgate night uh, ten k PBs. Moving on. So Chris, we're gonna. How are you getting on with your running recently? We know you ran 
Like grew what just a, a week ago, week uh, and a half, two a, weeks? a week and a half. Ago, week and a half ago. Yeah. How are you feeling now? Yeah, okay. Uh, I had a lot of sore patches afterwards, a bit different to the sort of normally sore kind of back and adductors. Uh, I think maybe it's all that mm. trying to try not to fall over. But uh, now I kind of feel like it's out of my legs. Uh, some of my speed sessions haven't been quite as quick since then, so maybe it isn't. But uh, mm. gonna myself the other direction and do some 5k work now so uh we'll find out on friday at the uh campus 5k whether whether the legs have been burnt out or if they're as fast as but i want them to be for a man who's trained for first the tokyo marathon then the london marathon smash them both then the lyre grew 27 miles this is obviously not something you've got totally in your legs right now no it's not it's it's larry grew was out of my comfort zone in one direction it was rocks, it was uh, trails, it was hills, things that I'm not really used to, and this is out my comfort zone in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fast, it's short, it's uh, everything a marathon isn't. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I, I think that uh, trying to, to push those boundaries will uh, hopefully make me a better runner. Mm in the long term so what are you looking to get out of the race I'm not talking about a time I mean this it's an opportunity just to benchmark where you are or are you looking to just it's a hard workout it's to get dip your toe back into fast racing pretty, pretty much uh, those things my my target at the moment is going to be the BMC 5000 metres okay, at the end of the cool. month and uh, so I'd like to have a benchmark for that I would like to f- also feel what it's like to run hard for uh however long it'll be uh, and then also they do the seeding for the uh, uh, for the heats in that based on uh, power of 10 okay. so uh, hopefully this would be in time to move up that if I can go fast with my PB very good so how do you tr- how do you turn around from uh, a 27 mile oh I'm not going to say you can't marathon. call it an ultra sorry that was a slip of tongue a 27 mile let's call it a ma- an off road marathon I can call it a it's an off road marathon race. Race. I, I'm not calling it a 27 mile trail race yeah because a marathon is a specific distance a 27 mile race, trail race mm-hmm. hill race in just under two weeks well ultimately it's not something that I would choose to do <laughs> if I hadn't decided that those are two races that I really wanted to do so from a from a, from a road marathon, I'm usually pretty careful. Uh, afterwards, my recoveries, I've never really got it right. Uh, I've always felt pretty rotten. Well, you say that, but then you've gone Tokyo to London, so you've obviously gotten that right. Yeah, but I couldn't. I couldn't have run the. Fi- I couldn't have run a five k two weeks afterwards. Right. Okay. I was still kind of hobbling about. Yeah. Fair. After after both of them, but I feel much better now. I think that's maybe the less impact maybe track more, reps yeah getting down the track with those Reeboks <laughs> yeah maybe more uh, <laughs> more variety in the Larry Group he wanted to he wanted to test his um, he wanted to try out his uh, spikes on okay. the track last night for BMC so he cooled down them <laughs> <laughs> I did some 200s as well alright I was going to say why wouldn't you do like one of your 800s and he scared me out of it alright why okay. is it I just pointed out that he wouldn't have he wouldn't have time in the recovery to change his shoes. Oh yeah, yeah, fair point. If he was wanting to not ruin his session. Yeah. Fair. I should have done that on the so on you've the done, for a DNA. So you've done the lag grew a week you've done a week of not very much and then you've done eight by eight hundred on the track last night. Yeah, I, I actually managed to get a reasonable amount of Plus four by two hundred. 
Plus don't, don't let me forget that. Okay, nice. Yeah, so eight hundred last night. They weren't as uh, as easy as I hoped they would be. So but you're shifting. I've seen your Strava. You. It wasn't like you were running five thirties. Uh, no, but it, it felt. It felt, it, 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 felt, it felt more of a battle than the last track workout that I did. Right. Which was a couple of weeks before the review. Okay. So I don't really know what shape I'm in at all at the moment. But surely that's part of the part of the race then. Is it will tell you what shape you're in for yeah. a 5K. Which is good. So I think that's a, a pretty good way to segue into the Campus 5K preview. So we've got, in terms of TRF representation, I'm running. I'm... I've had a good, I had a good week last week and I got uh, what did I do last week I got a couple of sessions in and I did 800 as well last night actually so I'm feeling I'm feeling sharper and I'm hoping that the Goodwin has sharpened me up and shows that I'm in decent shape let's start with the we've got the start list actually so thanks to Ross Cairns who sent us through the, the start list this is for listeners who don't know the Inverness Campus 5k it's this Friday night it is uh, it's becoming the one of the go-to 5Ks in Scotland. Certainly in the northeast of Scotland, it is where you go to run a fast 5K. And the fields are pretty stacked, actually. So we will start with the women's race. Actually, no, sorry. I'm, I'm, there's two races. We're not going to talk about this, the above 1830 because we are largely elitist on TRS. But we're going to start with... We're going to go with... Chris the, is here. With this, yeah, Chris is here. The sub-1830 sub race, which is the A race, or they call it the race two, on the women's side... What do you make of the start list? This is the dark ones, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, well... It's, it's difficult to call. Difficult to call. There seems to be quite a few uh, decent-looking runners there. Jenny Bannerman, Nicola Gold, Fiona Bryan, maybe. Um, Anna Headley. That's, she's been running well. I think she's she? young, yeah. Well, and yeah. That, that's 16 feet, so they've yeah. got the times here. Anna... Headley under 17 she's down at 16.54.00 but everyone else who's got that format with the, the, zero, the split afterwards is an estimated time so what so, so, what, so Anna's an estimated time I think it may well be yeah, okay, yeah, cool. which might mean she's been underestimated if she's you know quicker than that yeah, so we've yeah. got the way that they've seeded it here is on uh, either estimated time or PB and the lead, according to that, in the women's side, would be Jenny Bannerman of Inverness Harriers. Yeah. But not far behind there, we've got Nicola Gold of Metro and also Fiona Bryan of Metro. So I, I think, I don't know, I think if, so Fiona's a 50-50 to run, she's very much got her eyes on Berlin and she's weighing up, to be honest, whether she wants to get a big mileage a week or does she want to... Uh, do the race I'm not sure what she's going to do at the moment she will make a late call if she runs I would put, I would expect Fiona to run 16.33 to be honest so you'd expect her to win I would expect her to win I would ex- I would back her at the moment based on Brian Goodwin to run as quick as Jenny but Jenny is we know Jenny is strong on 3 and 5k they both did Brian Goodwin didn't they yes they did yes. yeah so there's a there's a bit of form there Nicola is a difficult one to gauge because Nicola's not a, you know Nicola's not her last result wasn't the greatest result at yeah, West Hill, yeah, yeah. but we know Nicola's quicker than that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and she's got pedigree but not form. I think so exactly. sixteen forty-seven will be her PB though, is it? it? I imagine it will be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, but the thing is, Nicola is experienced enough to know know how to race a race. So yeah. she's. Uh, I saw her up at the Hazelhead Park last week, and she was. I think she's. Uh, I think Nicola. Nicola's not someone who's going to go out 
ridiculously hard and blow up. Nicola will run a, I think will run a pretty solid race. Uh, and I think... Even somebody like Gemma Cormack. In yes. Harriers, I mean, she's been, I think, coming... But I mean, I, I know her a little bit. She used to run at Aberdeen for a while when I ran at Aberdeen. Um, yeah. I think she's been coming back into some kind of half-decent sort of shape mm-hmm. as well. So that should be a, you know, outside shot. Yeah, Kayleigh um, Jarrett, Elgin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Turncoat. Uh, that's what I was avoiding <laughs> saying, yeah. Yeah. No, For, yeah formerly of Metro Aberdeen. Formerly of Metro Aberdeen, yeah. Yeah. So her, she's another one with an estimated time there. Well, I don't know if that is estimated times because look at Ben. No, but Ben's is based on a 10k. That's an estimate time. It's yeah, not, okay, it's but it's not. Yeah, true. Fair point. Yeah. So, so what Cameron's referring to is it, all right. So let's. We've talked. Uh, yeah, we've talked a fair bit about the women there. We'll come. We'll come back to our predictions, but just on the men's side then. So the the Kenny Wilson is is the number one seed if you like at 14:35. Second, Lachlan Oates 14:36. Hamish Hickey, Central, 15.03, third seed, and fourth seed, Steve Mackay and Vanessa at 15.17. Then in fifth is our man at Ben Ward Run Beer, Metro Abdeen at 15.30, a time that is based on his 10k. A time that he would love to run. I would love him to run that. I mean, that would be... I'd be he would have run that, though, three months ago, I think. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think it's, it's all difficult but when you... he hasn't. True. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Kelly though, Metro Aberdeen is way down in sixteenth. And he's got sixteen he's fifteen fifty eight and he's run that. No 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 Jason's run fifteen twenty five. That's what I'm saying. So, why is he why is he down yeah, fifteen fifty eight? So he must have entered slower than that. Um oh, that's a sandbagger. Absolute sandbagger. So this is a real who's who of northeast running, I think, at the moment. You've got well obviously Cameron Strachan is a is a, a key miss. Mr. Carl Gregg continues to dodge the the shorter stuff he's not there either although he's got a good excuse now although he's on paternity leave so he's got the time for it you would think mm, <laughs> he yeah, could never wait like entry um, who I mean we could go through this list all day I mean, yeah, you've got yeah. Donnie McDonald's in there I'm picking up there's guys Donnie McDonald's Donny McDonald's in there yeah he's in there I'm just talk, talking some of the names that we know through there uh, Inverness Harry's of course got a big field uh, locally you know Chris we know's in there I'm in there uh, who else have we got? Tom Roach. Max Abernethy. So Tom Roach, last time you saw... Rankin Lascelles. Rankin Lascelles. <laughs> he's got, we're the, talking wrong about he's got the wrong page. We're talking about class here. <laughs> he's in race one, I thought. So yeah. here's one. Tom Roach. The last time you saw Tom Roach, he was a minute and a bit up the road in London. Yeah, he was. Surely, surely... I, ne- I never saw him. <laughs> I am... But yet yeah, Tom sits, is quite far down the order. I'd be really interested to see what Tom's been up to since the Edinburgh Marathon. See if he's got legs on that. Um, we've got anyway a bunch of names here. Let's go for some predictions. Who do you call for the? We'll go top three. Everyone's top, top three. three. Everyone's top three. Women then men. So we'll start with you, Chris. Uh, women first or men first? I go women first. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Fiona Bryan for the win. Even though you say she's fifty fifty, I think uh, that it's a Friday night race, so mileage. Uh, long long run shouldn't be impacted, so she'll clearly decide that. So I'm going to pick her for the win. I'm going to pick um, Jenny Bannerman for second, and let's go for Kayla Jarrett for third. Ooh, Ooh. Cameron on the women's side. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, a lot of depends if if like, on the assumption that Fiona runs, I'll go Fiona Bryan, Jenny Bannerman, Anna Hedley. I'm going to go Fiona Bannerman, Fiona Fiona Bryan, Fiona Bryan, Jenny Bannerman. Nicola Gold. 
Back the back the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Men. Chris. Chris. Uh, I'm gonna go for Lapinotes to win. Um, I'm gonna go for Kenny for second. And just because he surprises me so regularly, I'm gonna go for Tom Roach for third. <laughs> <laughs> in about in about ten minutes. Yeah. I thought you were gonna throw in uh, someone like uh Sam McGrath. Oh, yeah, wow, yeah. there you go. There's, there's, a, there's a name we could come through. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are the ones. The uh, it's the youngsters who we've no idea what they're what the shit Yeah, doing. well, because if if these are a year old PB and they're listed as under seventeen, well, this this guy, the ninth ninth in the seeding, under seventeen, Harry Henriksen from Last Wave. Harry and the Henriksons. Yeah, Hamish Hickey could go well. But yeah. I mean, he ran fifteen. He ran that fifty or three at Armagh. I don't think. I think he has been injured. So I. I not sure he's quite in the same sort of shape as he was there. But you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he could still be pretty quick. Honest, there's, there's a lot of people here that uh, that could end up in that uh, yeah, we, first three. Yeah, okay, so who's your three? Did you say? Yeah, well, did. am I not allowed to pick Tom Roach? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> sorry. Roach, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 fine. He's trying to outside Tom Roach. Yeah, yeah. Um, my three men. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, it's definitely between Lachlan and uh, James, James Wilson's brother. Um, <laughs> Oh man, stay with the northeast. Let's go. Nah, Lachlan first, Kenny second, and Stephen McKay third. Right, so I'm gonna go. So you know, we, I'm interested you mentioned that because Stephen McKay is the is for me is the slight dark horse. Yeah, there. he's running. I think he ran 150 within the last couple of weeks. So he's clearly got pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only yeah, I I think he DNF last year. Oh, did he? Yeah. Hmm? Shameful. He can't be that <laughs> What is he doing? No, in the sense that we, yeah, you say dark horse. We've just talked about this for five minutes. We've not mentioned him. True, that makes yeah. him a dark horse. Yeah. I'm going to go. Kenny Lachlan, Steve McKay. Back, Kenny. Yeah. Very good. Right. Moving on to race results. What else do we have apart from Highgate 10k last weekend? We had the Stonehaven half marathon, which was. One in pretty emphatic style by our man Sam Milton. And uh, let me find where the time is there. 76.22. Yeah, have you got the results up? Come on, Chris. <laughs> Chris is lagging. We're working two laptops here. <laughs> I, I, I've ended up with Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sam Milton. What did you say? 76.22. Yeah. yeah. Which is over five minutes ahead of second place, so uh, a solo effort. Yeah. And on that may not sound like an impressive time, but it's a very uh, difficult course. It yes. goes starts at Stonehaven, which is pretty much sea level, and goes right up to the hilly Fetteressa Forest and, and back. So uh, a hell of a run from Sam. So he was following second by Scott Burse. It's not got clubs on the results, um, so I can't. I don't mean for there. Sam, of course, is Metro Aberdeen. And Eddie Torrey was uh, third. Super vet, no, no less as well, Eddie Torrey. Yes. Yeah, so impressive. 82-28. Well, well. Do you know what's interesting, looking at those results, is that there's a start time, a spotter time, and a finish time. What is a spotter time? That must be as they're coming into the park uh, just uh, just before the finish because uh, it's right it's just a few seconds short it's like 16, 18 seconds, 18 seconds yeah. Yeah. or maybe it's sometimes you know when they have timing mats that have one a bit further out and then if they've got a big tannoy they say oh and here coming uh, over the line yeah. is 
Tom Brand. Or right. actually, if you're at uh, Frankfurt, they play your, your Finnish music. Do they? Well, I thought you said they did that. Here's a story for No, me. they didn't. There was chat that we should write in and get them to do that. No, uh, they don't do that. I'm, glad, that you, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, sorry to briefly go back to Highgate again. I don't know why I'm doing this. But <laughs> in the uh, marquee on the back straight, they were playing music, okay? And I didn't realise it at the time, but when, when we entered, we were all asked to pick a song. Like, put a song in, and I was like, that's a bit weird. For when you finish. <laughs> no, no, for when you're going down the back street. I mean, obviously, they didn't play everyone. Every so they were, they, were, they were playing songs, like, all the way through the race. But then they started naming and shaming people. So it was hilarious. So we were, we were standing having a beer in the back straight, and I think it was when the men's sea race was on. And Miley Cyrus starts, um, you know, blasting out of the back straight, like, total, like, you know, like, kind of pop ballad type song. And the guy, the DJ goes... And uh, now we've got uh, Miley, Miley Cyrus, uh, as, as picked by Jamie Crow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so what, what, what did he pick? Steps? I uh, <laughs> can't even remember. Mine didn't come on, I don't think. It might have done in the last 3K. But um, I can't remember what I put down. Don't stop me now? No, yeah, not right. <laughs> I, I was trying to, trying to think <laughs> yeah. of, of, of yeah. a not finishing joke. But. I don't have a song called It's the Over or some of that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so female we can, results. We can pause this now. <laughs> female Edits results. When we have a good joke. Female yes. results for Stonehaven Half. Take it away. First place was Nicola McDonald, who I believe is a relatively new member of Metro. So uh, first place for Metro in both uh, both genders. Um, then second, so she ran 127.20. And second was Rachel Paisley in 130.07. Third, Sharon. Crowther in one thirty three eighteen. Nice. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one that race. Still heaven. I see their results are come race tech results. I know looking at results every week now. Race tech results are seem to be the people for races at the moment. They're every single week. They're, they're is it race tech results or is it thistle timing? I think that thistle timing must use race tech results yeah. as a as a website. I think thistle mm. timing is the guy that used to be. Um, I think they do West Ham. Yeah, okay. he, he used to be one of the uh, results base. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and then exactly. I think they, they stopped doing yeah. Scotland and mm. he continued. That's my understanding. The next um, the next race we find on the calendar, we unfortunately can't find results for. So, Forest Highland Games 10K. To the organisers, please publish your results. We can't, we, can't, uh, we can't call it. I do know that Kenny Wilson and Jenny Vanham on the sidelines because there was some Kenny and Jenny... Instagramming going on there. James ran. Did he? Okay. Don't know where he came. Obviously, okay, so but I know he ran. At least one person who ran it. Yeah. And was he the fastest person that we? No, I think Sonny McGrath beat him. Okay. So but I, and I don't know if that's first and second or what. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, if anyone has them, they can <laughs> send them in. Sonny McGrath, James Wilson. Send your results in. Tell me. Tell us where you came. Actually, what's interesting? We talked a few weeks ago about how June was this absolutely hoaching month for ten Ks. It's dried up. Yeah. Okay, we talked a big. We talked a lot about the campus and uh, night the ten k PVs, but there's no. There seems to be no race still. It's crazy. It's just dried up. So the last one we're going to close with is the Harris Half, which is the thirtieth Heb Three series. Apparently, it's the it's the last in the Heb Three series, which has been running for thirty years now. Um, and it was it was won by Ewan Crawford of HBT. Uh, in one seventeen twenty six, 
On the women's results, it was a win for Sarah Atwood of Sky and Lokalsh RC in 129.18. Um, yeah, they're saying actually, the, the, let's say it's the Heb 3, so that's the Stornoway, Ben Bakula, Ben Bakula, Ben Bakula, sorry, Sky, Barrett, and Harris halves. So if you run three of the five t three of the five races, you get apparently a special T-shirt, which is a. I think Rory Campbell came uh, quite high up in all of them. So oh, does he, he get a special like podium T-shirt for that? Did I'm they, not sure. Did they have results for it as a series? I'm not sure. This is a. I'm looking at just the results from the the Harris half, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it's, I would actually wouldn't mind racing on the. On the west coast and some else. You've obviously done the was it Sky? Oh, Sky, yes. Yeah. We were there at Holgate, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. planned. Was wasn't uh, any wish I hadn't done you it. You finished it, right? I did, man. Nice. 21k. Yeah, that's, that's three times the distance Boom. you managed. <laughs> Two times the distance. Cause. No, <laughs> the way you managed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You right. know, a couple of hill race results, have we got time? Yes, go for it, please. Okay. Um, dollar hill race. We have a win for. Come on, click. Ben Hookins, Ron Hill Campus Lang, Vet 40, uh, 1 hour 20, 52. No idea how far it was, but I don't suppose that matters. <laughs> no. Second place, Sam Alexander, Westlands Cross Country Club, 121. And third place, James Waldy, uh, HPT. So that's, I think, three fairly well known. Yeah, yeah so it must be a yeah, stack yeah, And um, women, women, women. Give me two seconds. Yeah, First yeah. woman, is that Veronique Oldham? Cosmic oh, Hillbashers. Yeah, Cosmic. V50 well as well. Um, second woman, uh, Kath McPhail, Anster Hadis, and third woman is Fiona Kelsall from Ockel Hillrunning Club. And there was also Glamaig Hillrace, which is West Coast again, Isle of Skye. Um, I think Finlay Wild won that by almost 10 minutes, like Aberdeen, wow. ahead of Andrew Gilmore and Luke Park. And uh, did it, does it have females? Yeah, Susie Deve, like Aberdeen, first home. Sarah Sutton, unattached, second home, and Jilly Alston, also unattached, uh, third place. And that's uh, enough of that. Just uh, moving in, in terms of results, one, one website we quite often use for this is the, uh, the seven days review on Scott's stats, the Scottish Association of Track Stats. And something I've just noticed, I didn't realize it before on this website, is they list everyone who's all transfers in July. So, for example, here, Cameron Tyndall and Andrew McFarland head the list of club changes this month. Uh, the following club changes have been approved by Scottish Athletics with effect from 1st of July 2019. So, Sarah Atwood, who we saw win the 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 half there, and um, was it the who was that? The Hebrid, Harris half, sorry. Sarah has moved from York, Navesshire Harriers to Sky and the Cal's Running Club. Andrew Black has moved from Lawn District AC to Giffnick North. This is I had no idea. This actually was a there was a transfer market. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what is let's get out there, do some tapping up. Crispin Walsh, who's I've I've seen Crispin at races from. He's a Bell Houston Harry. He's moved to Giffnick North AC. This is crazy. I mean, we need to get involved in this. There's no metro transfers there. <laughs> no, and just one more result actually, just before we go off. And this is I think quite a recent one. Josh Kerr, obviously been running yes. really well so far this year on the track over in the states. Fourth all time Scottish 800 meter performance yesterday. Yeah. Or maybe the day before, I'm not sure. 145.35. Qualifying standard for the Worlds as well. Where was he racing? Over in the States somewhere. Yeah, um, it was in California, Azusa, the Sunset Tour. Neil, Neil, Neil Gurley, same race. Yeah. 146.12, which is also a PB. 
10th in the Scottish all-time list. Oof. And I think uh, Chris O'Hare, same event, but ran the 1500, I think. Yeah. He was 336. Yeah. But he's just another kid. Yes. I like, saw he tweeted about that. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. That, in fact, actually, Chris O'Hare's tweet, uh, which uh, if I, I'm going to find it because I think it was, it's quite a, it's quite an interesting tweet for our man, K-Babe, should really be aware of this. So Chris... Uh, as obviously just had a, as Cameron says had a, as a kid as well and Chris tweeted if you give me a second um, Chris says turns out running a world champs qualifying time seven days after the birth of your second son is quite difficult my wife assured me getting up every two or three hours to burp and change the baby would be great training for the 1500 metres I'm beginning to think she wasn't telling the truth now when I read that all I can think of is Turns out running the UTMB eight weeks after the birth of your son is quite difficult. My wife assured me getting up every two or three hours to burp and change the baby would be great training for the UTMB. I'm beginning to think she wasn't telling the truth. So, Kyle, we look forward to next week hearing how the how this is go- how the baby and running changing is, is going. Yeah, and you've got Andy Butcher as well, three k. Uh, oh man, what have I clicked there? Seven forty three oh three in Hungary, nice. racing Hungary. I think that's yeah. I don't know if it's a PB, but it's pretty quick, isn't yeah. it? Quick. That's Scottish Athletics Facebook, by the way. So. Nice. So actually, that runs us. That runs up the big the sort of Scottish results quite well. But it actually takes us continuing on to some big Scottish performances, which is in our new section. So European Mountain Championships. Yeah, a really good result for uh, Jacob Adkin, who uh, took first place there. And uh, I I watched the uh, a video clip of the finish, and it it looked pretty. It looked like he jogged over the line with huge daylight behind him, having won the race uh, previously. So it must have been uh, a hell of a run from him. And uh, him with uh, Robbie in seventh, uh, Robbie Simpson in seventh, and uh, Andy Douglas in ninth gave uh, the British men's team the uh, the overall team win, one point ahead of the Italians. Which uh, what I just read this afternoon is that that is uh, uh, only the second time that the Italians haven't won it. So uh, I don't know if there just haven't been that many years of it or if the Italians are shit hot. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> they're shit hot, but they're not as good as Jacob. <laughs> and what's quite interesting is that's the... I read somewhere, I think it's the... It's one of the... It's the first British senior European title in... I can't remember how many years, but it's 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 a real landmark uh, result for him. It's amazing. Um, so that was in Zermatt, uh, in front of the Matterhorn, and it's a 10k uphill only course. Which sounds horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely horrendous. Yeah. We actually want to get. I hope, we're hoping to get Jacob on the show. Jacob, if you listen, uh, st- stay tuned. You're you're on the list. We're very keen to get you to come on and tell us all about that win. Um, there was some juniors as well, though. Junior women, were not? Yeah. Um, Lauren Dixon was second. Brit home. I think maybe about twelfth place. Mm. And I think Pippa Carcass was. Uh, maybe 25th, 26th, something like that as yeah. well. That was, yeah, junior women's race. Yeah. Um, both obviously Scottish or Scottish clubs. I mean. Yeah, so it's good, good to see five Scottish athletes there. So well done, everyone. That's uh, unbelievable. Really good, uh, really good representing. What else have we got? Moving on from results, we've got some uh, news about the British Cross Challenge. What do you guys reckon to that? Oh, I've not actually heard the news. Uh, so, well, on you go, Chris. So, well, we had the disappointing news earlier in the year that... Uh, Great run were pulling the Great Stirling Cross Country um, one year after it moved for, uh, from Edinburgh. And now the British Cross Challenge, which is 
the uh, the kind of big cross country races around the UK. So I think there's Liverpool in there. There's um, Milton Keynes. There's Loughborough. I think there's one in Ireland as well. Um, oh yeah, you did it, didn't you? The one in Ireland. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that doubled up as the home countries. Which I'm yeah, the one in Ireland is Dundonald. Yeah. Where that, is it? Dundonald. It, just outside Belfast, yeah. That doubled up it was yeah, home countries doubled up with one of the British Cross Challenge. But I'm reading here now on actually on the website, the one in Stirling will double up the as districts. the home countries. No, it's gonna double up and, and the home countries. Oh cool. So the home countries is gonna be in Scotland next year. Oh excellent. So it's gonna be interdistrict that's that's a bit it's odd. It's a big day actually. Interdistricts, home countries. Do you know what it does do? It puts the, the districts wide open. Because you're basically gonna take your four best because let's be honest, you got the British Cross Challenge. There'll probably be a GB team there, so they'll probably if you so that takes your top top guys into that from Scotland. Yeah, you've then got home country that takes your top Scottish guys out of that. So the inter districts becomes a real club race. Yeah, but I suspect they'll do it so that you count for all competitions that you're eligible for. I reckon it'll be one race. There've been different races in the past. Really, I can't because because uh, yeah. I got when I ran, although I was running the home countries international, it, I got cross challenge points. I see. So actually, because there's not a British, it's not like the great international cross. You've got the international race. With yeah, the, you don't have that. that in the yeah, just be yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair point. I bet you they'll. Wow, they'll, that's some event then. That. Yeah. So the, the the good news is that a big uh, top top class uh, cross country event is staying in Scotland, and the good news is that there's a home for. Um, the inter-districts which was kind of yeah, put, yeah. put at risk a bit but, I mean that's the thing if you want to run British Cross Challenge cross country races you know prior to now you had to go Liverpool yeah. or like Cardiff or Milton yeah. Keynes Belfast yeah you know there wasn't I mean okay yeah you did Scottish guys did go down and do it but it would be much easier with it being Sterling because obviously if you want to you know run the whole series and you know can anyone do these British Cross Challenge yeah I think yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you accumulate yeah. points based on where you finish and then at the final event I think you'll, you have to be invited right. based on the amount of points you've got at the previous meetings or something like that but the only, I guess the only question there is does that mean that Chris and I can line up in the inter-district race essentially as just punters uh, yeah, well, I, know, I, know, I, know. I, mean, I, I think intentions will be a separate race. Yeah, you think so? That, that, that's that's my guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, yeah, your what your point you were making is right then. But yeah. then the home country teams are small. It's only four true, people. Yeah, true. But, but then you, but, oh, then you have four under twenty threes. Yeah, you've four under twenties. You've got the Celtic International as well. Yeah, you know, which is going to be at the same event. So yeah, it will. It would that would weaken the inter district champs. Yeah, if. If that is what I think, happens. I think it's a great, it's brilliant news. As you yeah, say, yeah. Chris. it's just going to be interesting to see how it, uh, how it actually. I think it, it doesn't looks. entirely take away from the bad news of the great um, uh, cross country leaving, because if you if you look at people that have run, particularly in Edinburgh over the years, like um, didn't they have uh, so Mo Farah's uh, won that. Bekele's yeah. won that. Yeah. Uh, Kipchoge's won it. Yeah, I think Paul's run that back in the day. Yeah, well. and um, Debaba as well. Like it was a top quality, like the cream of the cream of yeah. athletics, and we we still have lost that. So. Uh, and I don't think that actually, a, a, yeah, I think you're right that the British Cross Challenge is not the same caliber. No, it's a, it's club. It's it's the it's top the level of club, club runners. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, anyway. Well, I, I, at least it's, it's something is better than nothing, I suppose. Yeah. And it actually protects the inter-district because inter-district would have been a quite a grim affair if it was literally just an inter-district race one day. Yeah. You know, this, this will draw yeah. crowds, it will draw more athletes from the rest of the, the UK. So, 
and it, and it's good to get a, a British Cross Challenge event in Scotland. I mean, there's one as you said, there's one in Northern Ireland, you know, mm-hmm. a couple in England. So. Yeah, one in Wales. One in Wales, yeah. So that is uh, it's good. I'm sure there'll be more information to come. But anyway, kudos to Scottish Athletics who obviously have been working to get that, and they filled they partially filled the gap at least. Mm. Um, what else have we got news wise this week? We've got some uh, information about the awesome eight. We've had the eight Scots have been picked for the European Juniors in Sweden. Um, as we don't usually talk much about uh, juniors because we don't know much about it, but we will. Give them a mention because they deserve it. We've got Fraser Angus of Gifnick North AC um, and Ryan McAllister have been picked for the 4x100. Sarah no, Calvert. I think that's the coach in the second. Oh, is that the coach? Sorry, of 4x100. Sarah Calvert of Livingston AC is in the 800. Joel McFarlane of Central AC and Arbrothen District AC is in the decathlon. Steve McKenzie of Petrie AC in the long jump. Praise Olatoke in of Kabarkin in the two hundred and the four by one. Alessandro Skenny of Gifnick North AC is in the long jump. Eloise Walker, we've talked about here before, who's a real talent. Edinburgh AC, she's coached by John Leese and she's running the three K. And then of course Aaron Wallace, someone else we've mentioned, Gifnick North AC, coached by Andy Young, is running the fifteen. So well done to all those guys. That's is the three thousand longest that they do with that. Uh, yes, eight. I would imagine. Yeah. Eloise Walker, that I mean, obviously we talked a bit. There's some jumpers in there and that, but our focus being distance running, that's great. Great to see Eloise Walker there in a in a, a British team. Cool, right? I think that's all the news. Have we got anything else on news we've, uh, no, this week? I think we've covered it. Quiet week, <laughs> right? Races this weekend. We've got the start of the Tour of Fife, which is a race series I've done before, which is which is brilliant. It's a uh, we'll maybe cover it next week. I'd we? love to do that race. What is the Tour of Fife? So the Tour of Fife is, it's a, is it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Five days. So when I did it, it was Wednesday night. You started with a five-mile race on the West Sands, St. Andrews. So two and a half out, two and a half back on the sands. Really good. Then Thursday night, there was a hill race at, where was it? Um, just outside Sirius Hill of Target, which was cool. About four or five-mile hill race up and down twice. Friday, which was the cool part, was the uphill or uphill time trial. So it was a road up from, they don't do this anymore, but you road up to Lo, um, uh, East Lomond and essentially it's like sort of, you, st- you get set up in 30 second intervals and no real order. So you're always overtaking people or being overtaken and it's a real Tour de France atmosphere at the top, up the rest style, really good. Saturday, there is a, a trail race in the morning and then Sunday you finish with a hill race and it's overall time so you go into each race racing the same people which is cool but by the last day you go in and you know I've got to find 15 seconds to beat the guy in front and, that. and it gets a really good racing atmosphere actually um, one something I've long thought about here is a tour of D-side actually is to organise to do something like that um, maybe we should look it. at it yeah. it should be done it, I mean there's so much potential for it up here which, which event were you best at when you did it uh, I was I was fourth overall in the in the race and I was, but I was second, no, I was third, sorry, in the hill race on the last day. I was shit in the first day, on the first day. I lost a lot of time the first day. On the, on the beach? On the beach, yeah. So, um, it's good for Ben Rennes then. Yes, I guess so, yeah. You've got... always been a hill runner. <laughs> <laughs> messing about on the roads. Yeah. Right, uh, what else? Well, the next one, you know better than anyone, Cameron. Uh, Chapel Novelsic 10k, yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, Chapel Novelsic 10k just outside, you know, just south of Aberdeen, um, Chapelton. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, Sunday, second year this You're year. Who's the champion? 
<laughs> I am. That's what you get when you finish. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so second year, I think they've upped the entrance this year. I think they've filled out 400 people or something like that. Like so it, yeah. it was a really nice day last year, so I think they'll be struggling to... Uh, to match that, but yeah, no, it should be uh, should be good. So, I've, heard it's, I've heard it's a great wee race. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't really need to plug it. It's full. Rumor, <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's, there's rumors about that you're facing uh, Robbie Simpson at yeah, that. Yeah, right here. Yeah, That'd be an interesting yeah, one. Yeah. He's uh, yeah, he's a bit worried. He's heard about my DNF. So he's, yeah, he's, I, what he doesn't know is I was just saving myself for, <laughs> for Charlton. Um, no, yeah, it's good. It's a bit of road, a bit of uh, a bit of grass, a bit of trail. A wee hill, um, yeah, should be good. Very good. Yeah. So that's one for listeners to keep an eye out for next year since it is full this year. Um, and then lastly, Musselboro Ten K. That's uh, well, not this weekend, next weekend. Is that the Musselboro Games Ten K? Is that what that is? No, no, I don't think is so. That, no, okay. I did the Musselboro Ten K years ago, yeah. and it was. Is it quick? No. <laughs> it I, I think has Andy Douglas not ran it a couple of years in a row? Possibly. I'm yeah. pretty sure that that's had some pretty decent winners. It was one of these races, right? That you're running on a road, and it comes to kind of like Sterling to an extent. You come to a single track bridge over yeah, the road, everyone's trying to cross it, and everyone's trying to cross it. But it happened so early, and I was I wasn't very quick at the time, so I was quite far back. And you're stopping, you're queuing to get over this little bridge. Mm-hmm. They may have changed it. I'm doing a knock the race. I'm sure they've changed it. You got an ice cream at the finish, which is a, oh, which is a winner. Yeah, it's like all those underpasses at um, national road relays. Yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. trying to get through the oh, tunnels. Yeah, and stuff. That's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's one. That's next weekend. But really, it looks to be quite quiet this weekend, race wise. Yeah, I think so. It's not We've got the next campus five k as well. If you can't, which we've spoke about, yeah, we've spoke yeah, about, yeah. 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 So if we don't have any races, we're going to finish on running rants. <laughs> we don't have any running rants. This, <laughs> <laughs> this has just been made up. Some, this, literally, this has been added to this. The, has not been made up. This running rant has been added to the show notes as we've rant. been as they've been doing this. No, who ranted about it? Well, I'll tell you who ranted about it. Um, oh, you're just looking at it. Who, who, who contacted TRS and submitted this rant? Uh, I did. No, you did not. <laughs> yeah. Absolute bullshit. So. You're just looking at like bloody Will Mackay on Facebook. Yeah, Will Mackay is, uh, is spot on. So Will Mackay has ranted. Um, basically. Well, he wasn't the first rant. He wasn't the no, first no, rant. No, it's like the, 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 the um, That's a sub rant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the, the rant from, we're going to get, he hasn't read him, but we're going we're gonna to take his word for it anyway. Mark Finbo. He said, he made it to the, my first night of the 10k PBs yesterday and what an event they put on. I did notice, however, a high number of dropouts, brackets, DNF, in each of the races. I counted, excluding pacers, 35 in the first four men's races alone, including Cameron Strachan. <laughs> Considering the popularity of this event, the high demand for entry and therefore the high entry standard, should just dropping out be accepted or should it incur a penalty, maybe even miss next year's event, for example? Or is it simply the case that the event encourages you to run at such a pace that a higher dropout rate is expected to be with the athletes pushing the limit? Chris, what do you make of this? Uh, well, you, you have to ask me if Cameron's left the room in <laughs> tears. <laughs> um, to as, so as much as I've been ribbing Cameron about finishing, I can really understand how it happens. I've, I've never <laughs> run 10,000 metres on track, uh, but a lot of the time when I've run a 10k race... I really wanted to stop, but I've been 2k from the finish, and even if the head's uh, given up, you end up uh, kind of at least plodding at home. But uh, the reality is when you're on a track, you're, you're always, well, you're never further than like 200 meters from your, your bag, the changing rooms, beer, there's lots of beer there. So um, I can understand how it happens, but 
yeah, ultimately, I think everybody wants would want to say that they'd uh, finished, but once uh, once the time's gone, maybe you. Uh, I can see. I can see why you wouldn't. It's it's an event that's set up for for fast times. So to counter that, Will Mackay makes the point. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm of the opinion that unless you're doing serious <coughs> damage to yourself, then you tough it out and finish. I might be shit, but at least I can hold a bit of pride at never having DNF to race. Well, if Will Mackay's shit, then what are we? Yeah, exactly. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I think I, I get it. Well, Cameron, defend the... You, you kind of already talked about why you DNF. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, you, if the question is why... The question of the guy on Facebook was why are so many DNFs at that specific event. Yeah. I think, personally, I think it's because nobody, nobody there, excluding possibly the A races, cares at all about their finishing position in the race. Every single, you know, the vast majority yeah. of people that are going there are going to run a PB. That's why they're going there. They're yeah. going to get in a pace race with people around about the same pace as them to run a PB. If you're having a terrible day like I was having, and you knew from you know, before halfway you weren't going to be anywhere near a PB, then I think that's why people are dropping out. Whether it's right or wrong to drop out is a different matter. If the question is why are people dropping out, then I think that is why. I think that probably accounts for why there's so many DNS at that particular event. Because people are there for the time. They're not going to get the time. Then forget it, you know? Yeah. Whether it's right or wrong to drop out is a completely different subject. And yeah, you, you, can have, you can have 10 laps still to run and know that everything that you came for is finished and somebody can be standing there with a pint offering it to you. Not even the pint, just the fact that, you know, well, the, the rate, you know you're not going to run PB. Yeah, do you know? You know you're not be. I mean, I get Will's point. I'm I don't. Not, you know, I, to be actually, to be fair, I don't actually necessarily even disagree with Will. Just because I've DNF, DNF, I don't necessarily think that it was the right thing to do. To be fair, to you, I actually yeah. support. I actually support the, the DNF here because I think this is the night of the 10k PBs. It's designed to be fast. It's designed to create a very fast racing environment. Now, I think it's great that people go out there and some people are going out at a suicidal pace. Some. Sean Fontana has run an absolute race of his life, race of the year so far for him. Now, I would much rather have that than have everyone, every single person falling off and you jogging at 34 minutes getting clapped like you're a hero at a, a local, you know, you know, a generic 10k. Yeah. Which is how, and people, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago on the podcast about, in fact, it was your rant from London of the, the you know, people, the sandbaggers who come in and way under target and still get a pat in the back. If you come in in 34 minutes and your Strava would have been lit up with, oh, well done, mate, great, great yeah, run. Yeah, and you would have been like, you know, a couple of hundred kudos. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I was at 90 10 Ks. I think I would probably, well, I'll tell you how many kudos, my, my DNF's on Strava. Is it? Well, I see how many kudos. Yeah, let's, let's check that because right. I, I think it's an event where you're rewarded with a PB for getting out there. Okay, there's a race experience as well, but I think, I get it. If you're off, if you're off, you're off. There, there are people on there though. Uh, I got, I got, I got forty-two kudoses on not finishing a race. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And what's it called? Morning run. No, it's called uh, this. All right. Okay. What the less say? said about that, the better. Let me see if we've got kudos from. Let me see if Chris Richardson's on this list. I, I've not seen it. Okay, Tom Bryan. I, I wouldn't have kudos. I think I might have kudos you actually. No, you didn't. Was that a sympathy kudos? No, you didn't. But this is the chat about penalties. is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. absolutely ridiculous. I think the guys maybe just throw Because you could have completely done your hamstring. Exactly. exactly. And, but, how, and how would you differentiate? How you wouldn't. Yeah. Exactly. If there was a penalty for pulling out when you're not injured, then I would have, yeah, you would have seen the injury. Yeah. If you read yeah. that Facebook thread on I was or I'm a runner, there, there were a lot of, no, but there were a lot of people um, 
uh, claiming that they had a niggle or an injury or whatever. And I don't know. I, uh, I, 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 I wouldn't say I hope they do, but if you ha- if you have just dropped out because you're blowing out your ass and you don't want to run anymore, then say that, admit that, rather than yeah, yeah, yeah. coming I out do. with loads of excuses about how. Uh, yeah, I do think though that my that the point is I, I'm making the point I make is valid for this event, this type of event only. That's not to that doesn't mean that anyone who's having a bad race at say I don't know the Sterling 10k. I'm going to accept them dropping out. No, oh, yeah. But I think, you're, as you say, Chris, you're on a track, your bag is there, the beer is there, you're there to run a PB. You've tried, you, know, you don't go down to London to run 40 seconds off a PB. There's also no team element of it. Like you, even if you're having a bad day at Sterling yeah. 10k, for example, you're, you're counting for a team. Yeah, true, yeah. True. So, you know, you're not, you're not, I'm not going to, you're not going to stop, are you? Yeah. I think it's just, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm happy to support Cameron's decision to... Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm to, not to even necessarily out. saying it was the right decision. No, I, I'm happy to support it, but you're, get, you're getting a ribbing until I've done the same. <laughs> this is the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the one thing as, as a runner I now have over you. Well, or you can, yeah, yeah sure. You never do enough to race? No, but, but to be honest, that's not a huge thing of pride for me. I really have to think... Like rack my brain to to work out if I had or not, and I can't think of any time a DNF. No. I DNF a lot of seconds. I've DNF including last night. I DNF a marathon through injury, but never through a race through uh, CBA. <laughs> right, so that I think that was a pretty good rant. Um, no, I, they, they didn't. There wasn't a rant. There wasn't a rant. Well, it was a rant. And it wasn't sent to us. We just hijacked it. Yeah, here. yeah. And actually, I think in terms of finishing, we're going to stick with the quotes uh, this week. And I I found a quote actually on I was or I'm a runner, which is from Bob Kendi apparently at night the ten k's who says one thing about racing is that it hurts you better accept that from the beginning or you're not going anywhere what a hero from Bob it was written for Cameron <laughs> <laughs> yeah very good right lads well thank you very much for, for joining me this week during uh, Kyle's paternity leave thank you for having us on yeah thanks a lot good luck to you Chris this weekend at the Campus 5k and, and yourself I'll be chasing you until the last lap and then I'll I think comparison pick on the Well, with the amount of uh, with the amount of ripping that I've got this evening, I'm expecting you both to come back with forty and forty or quicker. Or finishes, <laughs> finishes. Yeah, that'll do. <sighs> yeah, okay. Very good, and Cameron. Good luck to you at the chapter of Elstick 10K. Thank you. Hopefully, you can defend that title. Give Robbie a run for his money. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bit up against him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Very good. Right, well, listeners, if you want to get in touch with us, you can. Uh, TartanRunningShorts at gmail.com is our email address. Our website is www.tartanrunningshorts.com. On Facebook, we're at, at @tartanrunningshorts, and on Twitter, we're at, at @tartanshorts. So with that, have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.